0: Welcome everybody to our Zerah Shimshon Shi'ur, our weekly on the Parsha, weekly Zerah Shimshon Shi'ur on the Parsha. Let me rephrase myself. Uh, today we are doing Parashat Tetzaveh Be'ezrat Hashem, um, Ma'amar Dalet, the fourth Ma'amar of the Zerah Shimshon. We'll do a little bit of the Zerah Shimshon and then we're going to go into other things a little bit also, just to explain what the Zerah Shimshon is kind of talking about, there's more to it. Actually, the subject of the Zerah Shon tonight we'll be talking about is one of my favorite, favorite subjects, one of my favorite subjects in Shemot, and you'll see why. So it says, um, oh, before we go further, the of the Zerah be a yosher For all of us, those are the, those that are single, Bezrat Hashem, should be finding their um, Zivug, Bezrat Hashem, Bizmano, be Karov. And it should be for the Rafahma of Kohl, am Israel, especially those that are um um injured um in the in the uh, recent tragedy. May Hashem give him a Rafa'ash elemar Rafatana al-Khiratguf. And Lailud Nishmat, my father, Rafa'el ben Munabar, Manul ben Munabar. And Yafabat Bibijan. Okay. So it says in the Gemarabat Batra, Perak hey. In Ayin he, uh, uh, he Amud Aleph. It says over there, it brings the pasuk from Yeshayahu. It says, Vesamtí kadkod shimshotayich. Now, over there, it explains, it. May, basically the pasuk says, I, you sh, I will make kadkod your shimshotayich. And over there the Gemara explains what kadkod is and what shimshotayich means. What does that mean? And it explains, it says, I will build your walls of Yerushalayim from the stones that are called Kadkod. Now, just, just to get you know some intros over here, we're talking about the walls of the third Jerusalem. We're talking about the, the, the world to come, not the world to come, basically, you know, earth after Moshiach, the world after Moshiach, Right? The Olam Haba, that we'll see Bezrat Hashem in our times speedily, Amen. So at that time, Yeshayahu is giving prophecy and saying that Hashem is saying, I will build your wall of Jerusalem out of kadkod Now what's kadkod We don't know what kadkod is. We've never heard of such a thing. We don't know if it's a stone, if it's metal, if it's steel. Right? So this is actually a discussion either between... That itself is a discussion. Whether who the discussion is between, it's a discussion metaphorically either between the malachim, the angels, Gabriel and Michael. This is a discussion between the two. What katkod is, or the Amoraim of the Gemara, Yehuda and Chizkia, the sons of Rabbi It's either a discussion between two angels or a discussion between two personalities in the Gemara. Let's put it that way. Okay? And one of them says, one of them says, Kadkod is the name of a stone called Shoham in the Torah. as We say Avnei Shoham. Right? One of them says the stone that Akadosh Baruch Hu is going to build the walls of Jerusalem is a stone of Shoham. Now, what is Shoham? Which is The Shoham stone is one of the 12 stones that were on the breastplate of the Kohen Gadol. The Kohen Gadol had 12 stones on his uh, his breastplate and each one represented one of the Shevatim. Now the stone of Shoham represented Yosef HaTzadik. The Shoham stone was Yosef's stone on the breastplate of the Kohen Gadol, on Aaron Kohen's breastplate. And the other one says, V'chad That katkod is what? The stone called yashefeh. Yashefeh was the stone of binyamin, the next stone on the breastplate. So one says, you know, Hashem is saying katkod, I will build your walls of Jerusalem out of katkod. One of them says it's the shoham stone, which is the stone of Yosef at Sadiq. The other one argues and says, no, it's actually the yashefeh, which is the stone of binyamin. And it continues, it says, So God, so to speak, says, It shall be like both of you. Not just like you say, not just like you say, but like both of you. Right? Meaning, I'm going to use the stones of Shoham, and I'm going to use the stones of Yashfei, therefore, the the stones of the wall are called Kadkod. It's kind of like a way of saying, little here, a little there. Kad here and a kad there, kad kod, meaning we're taking the opinion of one side and the opinion of the other side. The stones of the walls of Jerusalem are going to be built by the shoham and the yashafim. Now he says, vetsarikhi, now we have to understand. Lama davka yiyuachomot, why should the walls of Jerusalem explicitly be from these two stones? What specialty do these stones have that Hashem is saying, I will build your wall of Jerusalem out of these two stones? Why not any other stone? Why not the Jerusalem stone? Like we have now, it's a very special stone. Everybody likes to use it. Baruch Hashem, from the mountains of Yerushalayim. There's homes here in California. There are homes in Texas. There are homes in New York that are built with the stone, the Jerusalem stone. They import it from there. There are synagogues that have it. You've seen them, right? The white... The white stones. There are synagogues that have them inside. You know they've they've decorated different things with the stone. It's a it's a it truly is a very nice stone, right? It's a nice stone. You get a feeling of Yerushalayim. It's really because Jerusalem. You go all the apartments are built with this stone. Everything, everything you look around, it's this stone. So why not any of these stones? Why precious stones like the Ya'shafeh and the shoham? Now, what was? One second. So what was the shoham and the Yashefeh? What is the stone today? The shoham is the onyx stone. Any jewelers here? Are you? No. Jewelry? Okay, it's the onyx stone, onyx. And the Yashefe is jasper from the word yashpeh as it goes through different cultures and stuff. Yashpeh, Yashper, Jasper. The Jasper stone is the Yashfeh stone, right? And, uh, and the Shoham stone is the onyx. Now, the color of the onyx is usually either orangish-reddish, or it even comes yellow with black lines in it, blackish yellowish lines in it or in Persian they use they they use the you know what onyx is in Persian how do I know and you don't know? That's what you're I'll tell you why because I'm an Esfahani, and I come from a long line of Esfahani's that were in antiques so the the onyx stone is Agiq in Persian they called the Agiq stone you know remember those necklaces Agiq necklace that you would probably like your father's grandfather's grandparents would have in their weddings and stuff. It was something that was given to the bride. Now, the specialty of these stones, you have to understand, the main st- specialty of these stones could be, could be, um, could be could, if you want to have the strength of the stone, it has to be a pure stone and it has to be uncut, untouched. Meaning once it's shaped into something or whatever it is, then it uses a lot of its strength. It has its maximum power when it's untouched and it's just a clear, clean stone. And obviously, it has to be the real thing. There's a lot of things out there, they call them onyx today, but they're not really, you know, like, you know, you gotta have that old stuff. And these stones really have powers, and you will see. That's why I have two sparring so here. Maybe if we have time, we'll go into some of them. And, 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 and uh, Jasper stone comes in many different colors. It comes in green, black, it has many, many different colors that the jasper stone comes in. Um, the jasper stone in Persian, I had to research this because I didn't know this one. It's, it's just jasper, that's what it's called in Persian. Actually, they have a color called siyahi uh, jasper, uh, it's like jasper black. Because it's a very dark black. The black jasper stone is a very dark, deep, dark black. So they have a name for that stone. They have a name for the color jasper, you know, um, uh, uh, black. Like we have like purple, velvet purple. whatever. All right, stop looking at me. All right. Ve'y <laughs> eshtomah. So now we want to understand why are these two stones so special that Hashem is saying your wall, the third Jerusalem wall will be built with this stone. Now he's gonna he's gonna go into explaining, giving a little introduction about the stones as to what they really are. And I'm gonna read you the pasuk from the parashay It says, "These stones should be put according to the names of Bnei Israel." meaning the names of the Shevatim, the 12 tribes, Shetem Isre, 12, Al Shemotam, pituchechotam, Ish al Shemotiyena lishlem asar Shevet. So each Shevet would have their name, and carved in these stones were the names of the Shevatim. Actually, the names of Abraham, and Yaakov, Avinu is also in the stones at the beginning. Uh, You you have to, I don't have a picture, you would have to see how they're divided into 12 stones, right? These, these are the stones that were in the avne hachoshen And these two stones, the Shoham and Yashfei, were on this breastplate, were the names of the Shemot Yosef u'Binyamin. Binyamin. The Yashfei and the Shoham were the stones of Yosef and Binyamin. Now, the Katov Besefer Shilteh HaGiborim. It is written in the book called Shilteh HaGiborim. The stone shoham, as we said, the, uh, the, the, um, the onyx, I'm mixing up which one was which. The shoham, which is the onyx stone, the red one, what is it used for? What specialties, what powers does this stone have? <clears throat> Many, actually, it says. It helps to strengthen a person's memory. You want to remember a lot of things, if you have a true onyx stone, uncut, you hang it around your neck or you keep it with you, you'll remember anything you want to remember. It helps really retain memory. Why? How do you say why in Mexican, Spanish? Por qué? You got to say it with feeling, right? Why? Why is it that this stone has this power? Oh, and, next, and also it has the power to give back a person's sight. The shilta giborim actually says, a person that has this stone, it is possible for him to be able to see from one place, way, way far away. It's like you're wearing uh, binoculars. You could see very, very well. Again, if you find the true stone, which today, I don't know how many of these things are really like the pure, 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 because they can, uh, scientists can actually uh, manipulate and make these stones, some stones, some things they can, so those are not the natural. The natural ones are the ones that are actually built in, into nature on their own. And, everyone's going to love this one, it also has the power to make you bling bling, rich. It gives a person osher, laha ashir. it makes a person rich. Please stay till the end of the shiur, no one leave. Everyone's going to go for a search, everyone's going to be typing in eBay. Onyx stone. <laughs> it also makes a person be able to speak languages to be able to understand many different chokhmot, many different wisdoms, a person will be able to understand. And the hidden secrets of the world, the person will be able to understand that most people cannot even grasp. A person that truly has and is able to really grasp the powers of the stone can do that. Vekhim'at, and it also almost, yaviyat hadam lide nevuah can also almost bring a person to almost receiving prophecy. Just one stone. Who wouldn't want to have this stone? Right? All why? Because this stone was given to Yosef at Tzaddik. This was the stone of Yosef at Sadiq. Because, Mipne, Yosef had all of these strings in him. Because it says that Yosef was yafe'i na'im, he had beautiful eyes, he had good eyes. And Chachamim also said that Yosef was a very positive person Also, he saw the positive in everything It became a part of him Or else, Yosef at would not have been able to survive in Egypt As a slave, sold by his brothers And still remain a good Jew, a good person Following his father's footsteps And becoming one of the greatest people that ever lived Because he saw the positive in everything He didn't let anything get him down So, (laughs) Yafeinaim. Naim he had a good eye and he was able to remember. <clears throat> That's why, also, we say that, a, that whenever, like the Torah says, that Yosef at Sadiq was against the evil eye, he was against Ayn Hara. The evil eye had no power over Yosef at Sadiq. That's what it says, Ben Porat Yosef, Ben Porat Ale Ayn. Yosef at Sadiq was, was basically no. No, the powers of the evil eye had no power over Yosef. So he had the eye, the power of the eye. And he had a good memory, as it says over there. The pasuk says, Yosef remembered his brothers, but they did not remember him. Because of that pasuk, his stone has the koach of memory, of giving you an extended memory. And also because Yosef HaTzadik was such a big hacham. He, he was no ordinary person. You know, he, he literally single-handedly, obviously with the help of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but single-handedly saved the entire world. Forget about one country. Yosef saved the entire world with his capabilities to come up with new ideas on how to do things. Right? He showed Egypt how to save uh, their their um, ration off their food for the seven years of plenty and then later on they're gonna you know he had these that's why paro right away you think paro was a fool he wouldn't give the entire country in the hands of a jew let alone a a slave but paro recognized chokhmah he said this boy is not no normal boy this kid's got wisdom if i give him the reins to the country he'll save everybody and that's exactly what Yosef HaTzadik did. And because of that, because this is the stone of Yosef, it brings Chokhmah as well. And he was able to also interpret dreams. and he also had Racha Kodesh. Yosef HaTzadik, through dreams, could interpret the future. He was able to tell what's going to come in the future. What is that? That's Ruach HaKodesh, that's having nevoah. He was given nevuah through dreams. Therefore, the stone also has these powers to give a person the powers to be able to see what might happen in the future. A mitzot, a spark of nevuah, like it says in the pasuk, hodi alokim," as Paro said to Yosef, hodi alokim." After which God has let you know or has informed you. it calls zot, all of this. There is no one wiser than you in all of Egypt And truly, there was none wiser than Yosef in all of Egypt He was the wisest person Now, we said also that the stone has the power to give a person wealth To make a person wealthy How do we know this? Why? Why is that stone special for Yosef? Because it says the Pasuk says, ish Yosef, uh, Yosef Ish matzliach. Yosef was a successful person. This is when Yosef was still an evet. If you remember the story of Yosef in the Torah, every task they would give Yosef, he, it, he would just blossom in it. Whatever it was, they put him in jail, he became the headmaster in prison. Right? He was, he was, he was a slave in Potiphar's home, he became the headmaster of his entire household, right? Which was a very, very big deal. Anything Yosef did, Hashem would make sure he's matzliach, he's successful. The Midas touch, whatever he touched turned into gold. Nothing you could do for him and he wouldn't be successful. Give him any job, done. They gave him Mitzrayim, he, he, he ensured the survival of the entire possibly the entire human race at the time. He saved millions and millions of lives from hunger. So because Yosef had this power, that he was matzliach, he had such hatzlacha from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the stone has that kochot also that makes a person successful in life. Hatslacha, and osher, and riches. Velachen, therefore, kedel lirmoz shele atid lavo, in Yeshayahu, when Yeshayahu wants to say that in the later in the years in the days to come when Moshiach comes, that Bnei Israel are going to merit to have all these great things that come from these stones, as it says in Yeshayahu, the land will be filled with knowledge of God. Imagine all of Am Yisrael living in Eretz Israel, especially in Yerushalayim We're going to be Chachamim We'll have direct knowledge of God So Yeshayahu is saying Therefore in the Pasuk when Yeshayahu is saying The land is going to be filled With, with the knowledge of Hashem What does he mean? That it's going to be filled with people That are going to know HaKadosh Baruch And understand God's mind So to speak Yehu Yisrael Chachamim Gedulim the Jews are going to be great, wise people. And they're going to know many secrets. And there's going to be Hatzlacharabah, much success for Am Israel. and they're going to have amazing memory. Why is Zakhiratovah good? Why is a good memory something um, 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 important? Because when a person learns something, when you learn Torah, the most important thing that comes after is what? Keeping it. You learn something today, you forgot it tomorrow. Right? What's going to be of it? So when, you, when, when, when something that is of, of much importance in Torah learning is for a person to have a good memory. It's a huge gift to have a good memory. So therefore, Hashem says, one of the things that will come at the time of Moshiach is everybody is going to have an amazing memory. What you learn, you will keep. You won't have to repeat it over and over and over to learn it. As soon as you learn it, you will keep it. You will have that information within you. I cannot tell you how many times people have t- come to me and said, you know, I remember You know, on Shabbat you spoke about this da, 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 three four months ago. I'm like, I did? What did I say? <laughs> and they're like, you remember you said this? And I'm like, I'm sorry. I, 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 I would say, I say things and sometimes I don't remember them. Right, it truly is a gift to be able to remember everything, right? And imagine when Moshiach comes, we're gonna have such memory to remember all of the chokhmah that we have learned. We keep it inside. Now, uman Da amar. Okay, so now I wanted to just share before we go to the other stone. So this was the stone of Yosef Atzadik the Shoham. So I wanted to share the Rabbeinu Bechaye. Rabbeinu Bechaye is a commentary on the Torah. And he has, he is. If anyone wants to learn it, um, he's actually has a list of all of these stones, and he talks about every single one of them and what they're good for, and what their powers were. So let's just do the two that we have, which was the Shoham um, um, and the and Yosef al Shoham the nikra um, unikli. Okay, this is Rabbi Noachaya. Hundreds of years ago, he says Yosef was on the stone of Shoham, which is called Onikli or Onyx. Right? It's just missing the S at the end. Right? Uskulat ha'evan hazot kol Person that has this has a finds favor in everybody's eyes. People will like you, Yonatan. Find the stone. <laughs> And it has the same letters as Hashem. Shoham, Hashem, are the same letters. And he says, and that corresponds to the Pasuk, And Hashem was with Yosef, and he was a successful person. So it brings success. And it says, His chen, the, the, head of the head of the prison just loved Yosef because Yosef had this chen. He had this favor that people would see him, they would just like him. They wanted to give him things. Like, okay, you, 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 you be my boss now. You know, quite literally, you know, Yosef at Sadiq would take any position and go to the highest all of a sudden because people loved him. He was a likable person. Such a thing, by the way, exists. You know, it's called chen person has this aura to them that people just like, right? Esther Amalka had the same thing. The Gemara says Esther was not necessarily the most beautiful woman. That's not why Achashverosh chose her. It says that she found favor in eyes of anyone who saw her. She had chen. People liked her. She was a very likable person. Hashem gave her khen and that's why people listened to her. Achashverosh as a maniac as he was and he was a maniac but whatever, whatever she wanted she, uh, uh, you see in the, you see in the uh, 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 Megillah that without even her talking Achashverosh would see her face a little not so happy would say Esther please tell me whatever you want until half of the malchut half of the kingship I'll give you whatever you want just, just, just be happy you know what does that? it's chen she had chen and this is what this stone says has this power. And he says now, he says, anyone that's going to speak to high ranked officials like kings, presidents, things like that, if you have this stone with you, your words will be heard. Imagine that. I can imagine how many of the Chachamim in the past that had to go in the courts of the Czars and the kings and stuff Actually carried the stone with them Without anybody knowing And that's how they Overturned so many edicts Against the Jews By having the stone of Yosef HaTzadik And Yosef was Ish Matzliach That is the stone of Yosef Now Anybody following so far? We're good? Just to give you a little uh, taste here, the midrash we said that the onyx stone helps memory, and that's what's going to come later on. It kind of gives us a little taste of why the walls of Jerusalem should be. He says over here, the midrash Tanhuma says that Akadosh Baruch says, on this earth, ba olam hazeh, on earth, because of the Yetzer Hara, when a person learns something, they forget it. It's a part of the Yetzer Hara's job right? To make us lazy, not to want to learn it again, not to want to listen to that shiur again, right? But when it comes to the world to come, Hashem says, I will take away the yitzar hara, you shall never forget again. as it says, I will take the heart of stone from you, and I will give you a heart of flesh and blood. Meaning, Basically, Hashem is going to take away the Yitzhar Haram. We won't forget anymore. Now, Oman Damar and the other side, we said the other, the other opinion is that the stones of the Jer- Jerusalem wall would be built with the stone of Yahshefe, which was the stone of Binyamin. This was the two opinions. And we said, Akadosh Baruch Hu said, I will build the stones of the wall with both of them. Yashfeh and the Shoham stone. The walls of Jerusalem will be built with these two stones. Since according to the other one, the Yahshavah stone, which we said was the Jasper stone, right? The Rav says, The Yahshavah this stone, This is important. Basically, the person's enemies cannot hurt them. You cannot be poisoned by the outside world. You cannot be hurt by the outside world. And this stone was given to Benjamin, to Benjamin. To remind him and remind us, The merit of his mother, that gave birth to him alive. We know the story of Rachel Imenu. Rachel Imenu died at childbirth when she was giving birth to Benjamin. Now, this was a very, very, very risky situation. Benjamin could have easily died at childbirth as well. Right? But it says that Rachel Imenu, so to speak, prayed so that Binyamin does not. The baby stays alive. She gave up her life. So this is in the Zekhut, that he was born alive and he survived such a harsh birth. He has the Segula of this stone, the Yashafe stone, which has a Segula that the enemies cannot hurt the person. Meaning people that want to get at that person, poison them, hurt them, whichever way... They cannot. And she, she passed away and he he, he was alive. Beod more I want to give another reason why this stone Yashefe was given to Binyamin. because it's brought in the Yalkuchimoni in the Midrash, it says Parashat umaracha on the Pasuk. That Moshe Rabenu blesses Benjamin in Zot As it says, Levin Yavin Amar, Right? And it says, "Uven Between his shoulders it shall rest. That's what the Pasuk says for Binyamin. What are we talking about? What does it mean? What is resting between Benjamin's shoulders? In fact, what it's talking about is the Beit HaMikdash. The Beit HaMikdash was built on the portion of Benjamin in Jerusalem. Right, and the portion of Benjamin is literally like a kind of like a like a neck because it's a high mountain, and Beit Hamikdash was built on this power, on the, uh, on this mountain on the portion of Benjamin. Therefore, the pasuk says, "Uven ketefav Hashem shall rest on your shoulders." Right, meaning the Beit Hamikdash will be built on Benjamin's portion in Jerusalem. Why was it that Binyamin was the one to get this zechut that the Beit HaMikdash was built on his portion? Because all of the other shavatim had a hand in selling of Yosef. Binyamin was the only one that did not. Therefore the shekhinah would only rest on the only shavat that did not have a hand in this disunity between brothers. It had to be completely clean. Then you because if the other shevatim would come and build it, and then the Jews would go to the Beit HaMikdash and pray for mercy from Akadosh Baruch Hu, they would not be answered. Why? Because every time the shevatim would go up on a portion of land that had the shevatim that quarreled that sold one of their own brothers and they would ask for Rachamim from HaKadosh Baruch Hashem please have mercy on us every time Hashem would remember why would I have mercy on you? You didn't have mercy on your own brother of your own flesh and blood and you're asking me for mercy? I can't. It's not to say that Hashem would really say this but it's important for a person when we are praying to Akadosh Baruch Hu it's brought down in many many places it is important then we pray to Hashem we don't quote unquote those that are listening to the Spotify version of this, I'm making my fingers quotation marks, we don't quote-unquote remind God of of our shortcomings. It's not like Hashem doesn't remember. But He does remember. But we shouldn't work extra hard, so to speak, to bring it up to His face. Like for instance, for instance, you say that a shofar made out of a calf's horns, a cow's horns, is not kosher. Other shofarot are kosher, not a cow. One of the reasons Chachamim give as to why the Shofar made out of a cow's horns is not kosher is because you made the golden calf. Now on, on Rosh Hashanah you're coming to kingship of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. you're crowning Hashem, you're using the horns of the, the, of the animal that you worshipped. You don't want to do that. Don't put it in his face. Don't remind God of your shortcomings. Use any other horn. It's not that he doesn't remember, but we shouldn't do anything to remind him either. Right? So too here. Chachamim are telling us that why was it that it was important that it was on Binyamin's? Because we didn't want the Shabbatim to have their portion, have the Beit HaMikdash on it, so that if we go and pray on the Beit HaMikdash grounds, Hashem is going to say, oh, you're on the Shabbat of so-and-so? He sold his own brother. I'm going to have mercy on you? Why would I? But because it was on Binyamin's land, Yamin had no part in it. And in fact, Binyamin was a pure, pure righteous person. He was one of the people that never died. Binyamin was one of the people in the world that either, according to opinions, either didn't die or he never sinned in his life. And the only reason that Binyamin was taken was because of the original sin of Adam Arishon. He didn't die because of his own sins. He never sinned in his life. Imagine. Binyamin never sinned. How clean can you possibly be? Binyamin was that clean, right? This is why the stone of Binyamin was the Yashfeh, the mashma, because it is what what it, what does it mean? Yesh Pe Yashfeh is built is made up of two words. Yesh Pe, meaning there is mouth. Now there's two explanations that uh, the, uh, Rabban Nebuchadnezzar says here, over here, it says something else. Yamin <laughs> davka because especially binyamin that, that had no hand in the selling of Yosef Sadiq and he wasn't part of the whole thing. <laughs> He's the one who has the mouth that can pray to HaKadosh Baruch Meaning anybody else, it's kind of like chutzpah. Oh, please, please, uh, have mercy. Uh, you're telling me to have mercy? Where was your mercy? Binyamin has the face for it. He's got the mouth for it. Why? Because if Binyamin asks for mercy, he was also merciful. In fact, Binyamin was extra merciful, which we will see. Therefore, now let's encapsulate everything. Therefore, According to one shita, according to one opinion, that the walls of Yerushalayim would be built with the stone of Yashefe. to let us to 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 lirmoz, to hint to us, shela atid lavo in the in the years to come when Moshiach comes beze tonight, Israel all of Am Israel are going to be included in the Yeshpeh. We have a mouth. It is going to be a come come a time of clarity that we can all pray takadosh baruch Hu, and all of our tefillot will always be answered because we won't have that stain of that avera anymore when Moshiach finally comes. Then we'll all have a yashpeh. Now, I promised I'll do the on the yashfe as well because it's a beautiful piece. Binyamin, the stone of Binyamin was the yashfe. Behi hanikre yashpim or yaspim. Or Jasper. and this stone actually has many, many different colors. Adumash, Chora, Yeruka, Red, Black, Green. And the Segula of this stone is La Atsura One of the segulot is to stop bleeding. Why was this stone given to Benjamin? Because Benjamin had a lot of confusion in his life. At one point in his life, he was all over the place. That's why this stone comes in all different colors. Benjamin had a tumult in his mind. Why? He knew his brothers sold Yosef. What do I do? Do I tell my father? Do I not tell my father? Imagine watching his father mourn for 20 years. More than 20 years, he watched his father mourn. And in this entire time, he was no child. He had 10 children himself by the time he met Yosef. He wasn't a baby. And in this entire time, he had this tumult going on. What do I do if I and he never listened to the Yitzhar Hara. He never revealed to his father what his brothers really did. Fast forward, they come to Egypt. Binyamin sees Yosef out of all the brothers, he knows who he's talking to. The other brothers do not recognize Yosef. Binyamin instantly recognizes his blood brother from the same mother. He recognized Yosef. He had a chance to come clean. Did not. He let Yosef do exactly what he wanted to do. Because he said, Yosef has a plan. Something's going on over here, I'm just going to let it go through. I'm going to let him do what he needs to do, and he did. Therefore, ulkach. <coughs> <coughs> Therefore, nitena lo haevan azot. The stone was given to Benjamin. Venikred <speaking in Hebrew> yashefe, and it's called yashefe because it, it is built up of two words: yesh pe. There is mouth. Veze yore al ma'alato af al pishayal lo pe, vayal lo lagarat ha-davar shatak velogila. And it's teaching us that Even though Binyamin had a mouth He did not use it to reveal the secret of his brothers Just because you can say something It don't mean you have to say it Binyamin could have spoken all those years He never said He never uttered a single word Now imagine Binyamin also was mourning For many, many years for his brother Um and there's a whole different, um, there's a Rashi that, that, that uh, talks about how close Binyamin really was with Yosef. When Yosef meets Binyamin, he asks him how many children he has, and he says he has 10 children. He asks him, What are the names of your children? And Binyamin starts naming all 10 children to Yosef. And he tells, he tells him, Why did you name them these names? So Binyamin says every single name that he named his children were named after his long lost brother. This is where the Midrash says, this is where Yosef could no longer keep himself. He could no longer stand and he had to go in a room, in a separate room and cry. Why? Because Binyamin told him, I named this child so-and-so because my brother was, right? One of them was uh, Rosh, which means head. It says because my brother was... was, was uh, the head of the household. He was a great person and he's lost now. One of them was Chupim, from the word Chupa. He says because he wanted to be in the Chupa of his brother and he never merited to be to see his brother get married and his brother never saw him get married, go under the Chupa. So he named another child Chupim, and so on and so forth. Binyamin was very, very, very special. And there was a very special connection between Binyamin and Yosef. Therefore, in the days to come, and even in the past the king that was given the task to eradicate Amalek was King Shaul, the first king of Amisrael who was from the Shevet of Binyamin, not from Judah Later, all the kings from, came from Yehuda, but the first king that was tasked with the, with the responsibility to eradicate Amalek was from the Shevet of Binyamin, King Shaul, right? which was also a big, big tzaddik. Why from the Shevet of Binyamin? Because only a Shevet of Binyamin, who was not intertwined in this disunity between the brothers, is the only one that could really eradicate our worst enemy. Right? <clears throat> when Moshiach comes, the first Moshiach is Moshiach ben Yosef. First Moshiach ben Yosef has to come. So basically, Binyamin and and Yosef has a, have a very big responsibility in the world to come. Now, now we're going to go into the walls of the Jerusalem. Jerusalem right? And Hashem said, "Let the stones of these walls be, according to this opinion and according to this opinion, Yashfe and the Shoham. I don't know half and half or intertwined together. I don't know how it's going to be. Right? Shadish because both of them." Are what Bnei Rachel. They are both the children of Rachel Imenu. Wow, this is beautiful. Rachel hama Hamamaanet litnachem al galut Bnei Israel. Rachel Imenu is the ima shel Bnei Israel. She's 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 what we call what we call in the Ashkenazic world Mama Rachel, right? She's the mom of Am Yisrael. She's the one who's crying for her children until today for the Moshiach to come and for us to go back home. That, as it says in Yeruiah, in Yeruiah, it says, Rachel mevake al Baneha, Rachel cries for her children. Ma'alan e'en nachem al Baneha, and she refuses to be comforted. She does not let Hashem comfort her for her children. Min'i kolech mibechi, um, um, stop your voice from your tears, ve'en naich midima'a, and wipe your face of your tears. Ki yesh sachar lifu'latech, neom Hashem, v'sha'vu me'eres o'yev. So it says, because you will be rewarded for all your tears, Rachel, you will be rewarded. And your children will go back home. Meaning the only zakhut that we have, that Moshiach will come, is what? In the zakhut of Rachel Imenu. Interestingly enough, the reason why we have the zakhut of Rachel Imenu is also because she also had a mouth and she didn't use it. I'll say it briefly, because we're running out of time. Rachel and Leah were two sisters. Yaakov Avinu wanted to marry Rachel Imenu. Rachel Imenu knew. Yaakov Avinu knew. Right? But what happened, Lavan, their father, father, or Yaakov Avinu's father-in-law, tricked Yaakov Avinu, and instead, on the wedding night, brought Leah. Now Yaakov knew, Yaakov Avinu knew that Leah is going to, uh, uh, Lavan is going to trick him or try something at least. He knew that it's going to happen. He's going to try to do the switcheroo because that's why, by the way, in weddings today, the Jewish minhag till today is that there's a veil on the face of the kalah, right? The first thing the khatan does is what? He picks up the veil. What is he checking for? Right? It's the minhag from back then right, that we check to see, uh, is it the same one, right, <laughs> I wanted to make a joke, but it might be, <laughs> uh, it's one of those, I'm so afraid to make these kind of jokes with weddings, but anyway, <laughs> uh, maybe when we're off video, <laughs> so we check, and, and, and by the way, I heard this from long, long time ago, that's why Safaradim, especially Persians, Moroccans, you know, we have the minhag that we do, what, what do we do? What do, we, what, what do women do at weddings, when the kala comes, when the Khatan comes, what do they do? <laughs> right. They go, <laughs> So I heard long time ago that the minhag of kel also is actually the word le'ah, which is what the women were doing when le'ah came out. They were all going, la la la, la, la right? That, that it's really le'ah, right? Anyway, so Yaakov Avinu, knowing that um, he might be tricked, he goes in and, and makes some code words with Rachel Menu, And says, we'll have these cor- codes, and when you come out, I'll ask you these questions, you answer the, uh, uh, and I'll know it's you. Right? Rachel Menu later on realizes, yeah, the father's going to do the switcheroo, he's going to do it. What's going to happen? La is going to go, and she's going to get embarrassed. He's going to give her the codes, she'll, she'll, she'll not know what he's talking about, and his, her sister is going to be embarrassed. Now, what were these codes? They were actually halachot of Shabbat. It says that the codes were halachot of Shabbat. He talked to her about different things that they should do on Shabbat. Rachel Emenu goes and tells all these things to Le'ah. However, she doesn't tell Le'ah that she's the one who's supposed to really get married. She tells Le'ah that Yaakov really wants to marry her. And she says to her, If you want to get married, you should know these laws I learned them, you should know them also So Lea, when she got married to Yaakov Avinu Never really knew that she took the place of Rachel Imenu She had no idea She thought, to begin with, she was supposed to marry Yaakov Years pass And Lea Imenu's son finds Dudaim Which was a plant that helped women become pregnant That wanted children Rachel didn't have children She wanted children So she goes to um, She goes to Le'ah and says How about you give me this Dudaim That your son found So I can have So she can have children So Le'ah in the Torah It's very surprising This is one of our imahot She's one of the matriarchs She turns to Rachel Immanuel And says You took my husband from me Now you want children from me too? It's like anybody that reads the Torah Is like excuse me who took whose husband? Whoa. You know, you know, the whole Torah talks about how much Yaakov Abinu loved Rachel and she was his first choice and then he was tricked to marrying Le'ah. So how could Le'ah Imenu, our matriarch, have such thing to come and tell Le'ah, to tell Rachel, oh, you took my husband? Yet we see in the Torah, Rachel Imenu, what does she do? She could at that point be like, listen, back up. Let's talk. Okay. There's some things you need to know. She didn't do that. She said, "You're right. What do you want to trade? I'll trade whatever it is." She kept her mouth. Therefore, now we go back to the Navi Yermeyahu. It says Hashem says to Rachel Imenu, "Keep your tears, because in your zechut I'm going to I'm going to save your children." Why? Because everybody else had a downfall at some point. But you, you flesh and blood, you were able to keep yourself strong when you had every right to fight back and you didn't fight back. You could have, you could have fought for your honor and you didn't. You were stepped all over. You said nothing. Well, if you're flesh and blood and you're able to withstand all of that, I'm, I'm the creator of the world. Okay, so my children didn't listen to me all these years. If you can take it, I can take it. So Hashem says to Rachel Imanu, in your zekhut, I will save." Just like Binyamin. Binyamin had a mouth also, but he didn't say anything. Rachel Imanu had a mouth. She didn't say anything. In these zekhuyot, we're going to have the ge'ula. And these are the ones who are going to be responsible. Okay. Therefore. Okay. So Hashem accepts the Tefilot of Racheli Menu. <coughs> so he says Vesamti That's why the Pasuk says, I will put katkod. As we said, katkod means I'll take some from here and I'll take some from here. I'll take the both both opinions, the Shoham stone and the Yashef stone. That the stones of Yerushalayim will be built with these two stones. And the pasuk is kadin kadin, some from here and some from there. The walls will be built with the stones of Shoham and Yashfei. Which correspond to your two children, Yosef and bin this is, so to speak, Hashem saying to Rachel Menu, that I will build that third wall corresponding to your two children. Because you're going to be the cause of the redemption of Am Yisrael. Therefore, the walls of Jerusalem, once it's rebuilt, will be built with the stones of your two children. And what do those walls mean and what do they represent? A few things. One is that all the Torah that they're going to learn because of these walls and the stones in them, they'll never forget. They'll be matzliach, and everything they do, they will be successful. They will be able to learn Torah, and they will never forget. And most importantly, there will be no enemies that will ever be able to touch them. Therefore, Hashem is going to build these walls that have these special stones in them to not only protect us, but bezerat Hashem, give us a life of luxury and goodness and spirituality. Baruch anunayin le'olam. Amen ve'amen.